everybody, it's Marcus instead of Henry today. Henry is giving a talk in Mossman, I think, this morning. He was at a mining conference yesterday. I think he's written that up in his section this morning before he's headed off. This is the pre-market podcast from Marcus today. This is general advice only, if it's advice at all. Do not confuse it with personal advice, which is suited to your personal financial circumstances. If you want that, go and see a financial planner. If you haven't got one and you want one, and they're a bit scarce these days, send me an email and I will fix you up with a financial planner. Right, nobody, well, nothing happened overnight, but lots happened overnight, if you see what I mean. The market's going nowhere ahead of this US CPI number tonight. We'll wake up to it tomorrow morning. Just to cover that off, the CPI number is expected to be at the core level, plus 6.5% up, up, unfortunately, from 6.4% and up 0.5% month on month, up from 0.3%. So no peak in inflation yet. But that expectation does leave room for a better than expected number we will see tonight. The other thing holding the market up at the moment is the US results season starting. There was actually a set of results from PepsiCo last night. It was up 4.2%, which was a pretty good start. I have today put the whole US third quarter results calendar in the pre-market section. And you'll see on Friday night, so not tonight, on Friday, night, there are results from JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, Citigroup, US Bancorp, and Wells Fargo. So the financial stocks kick in, and there are concerns that with the market going down, with the number of deals drying up, capital raising becoming more difficult, that they will have had a fairly shabby quarter compared to previous quarter. Next week, we've got Bank of America on Monday, Goldman Sachs on Tuesday. And then we get into tech stocks the week after with Microsoft, Twitter, Alphabet, Amazon, Apple, Meta. Twitter's actually quite a small company. So everything on hold ahead of the CPI number tonight. Dow Jones was doing rather well last night. It was up 216 points at one point and closed down 28. Rather disappointing. NASDAQ was down almost unchanged 0.09%. S&P was down 0.24%. VIX volatility index was down 0.2%. As you see, not a lot going on. Europe fading away quietly but slowly. Stock 600 index down half percent. UK down 0.8%. Yawn Arama. Spy futures this morning down 18 points. That follows a three-point rise in our market yesterday. If you read the end-of-day report last night or listened to our podcast, you'll know that yesterday was a tale of two sectors. The resources sector going down after the iron ore price, the daily iron ore price, fell 3.3% midday on suggestions in the state-owned People's Daily in China that zero tolerance for COVID, that the zero tolerance policy would be retained in order to guard against new strains. So metal prices and iron ore prices yesterday fell over. So BHP, Rio, Fortescue were down yesterday. But the bank sector put in a huge performance yesterday on the back of a fundamentally optimistic, was the quote, AGM from the CBA and a solid set of results from the Bank of Queensland. They talked about growth across all brands and a revenue tailwind carrying them into 2023. That's what we want to hear. Some good news and And today, as promised, I have put the bank sector results and dividend calendar in the pre-market section as well. So that kicks off on October the 27th with Macquarie results, interim results, ANZ full year results. Then we have Westpac's results 7th 7th of November and NAD's results 9th of November. And the ex-dividends are in that table as well. What don't we do for you? Events last night, the US had a PPI number, producer price index. That means factory gate price. 
prices. These are the prices factories are paying for their inputs prior to turning them into something and selling them to their customers. So PPI numbers last night were a bit higher than expected at plus 8.5%. Have I already done this? No. Consensus was 8.4%, but it, they were down from 8.7%. On the back of that and the US FOMC minutes, bond yields dipped a touch. 10-year bond yield down four basis points, two-year bond yield down two basis points. The FOMC minutes didn't really surprise. They were the minutes that accompanied a 75, in other words, quite aggressive basis point rate rise last month. And the minutes say the Fed continue to fear the possibility of inflation getting out of control more than they fear the impact of an economic slowdown. No signs of them going soft. Restrictive policy in place and unlikely to be relaxed in the near future. The cost of not bringing down inflation too great to bear in the long term compared to some short-term economic pain. There is now an 86.8% chance of a 75 basis point rate rise on November 2nd and a 31.6% chance of a 75 basis point rate rise on December the 14th. In commodities, BHP and Rio down 1.97% and 1.26% in the US. The iron ore price was down 0.8% in the end, which was a bit of a win considering it was down 3% in intraday trade yesterday on those COVID concerns in China. In metal prices, they were generally higher, copper a touch lower, but the aluminium price at one point was up 7% on suggestions the White House was going to put an outright ban on buying Russian aluminium. On the back of that, Alcoa was up 5.3%. On the sector front, interest rate sensitive sectors dropped the most. Utilities, real estate, technology sort of did okay, pretty much unchanged. On the calendar, we've got US CPI numbers tonight. We've got the US results season kicking off on Friday, as mentioned. US retail sales tomorrow, US China, US China, China's CPI number tomorrow as well. We've got a couple of minor AGMs today, AZJ and SZL Sezzle. US has got its initial jobless claims tonight as well. Harvey Norman ex-dividend tomorrow. I'm on the radio with Virginia Trioli this morning as usual. Henry and I are at the Equity Mates FinFest on Saturday in Sydney. If you're there, I'll see you there. Come and say hello. We're not allowed to wear suits or corporate wear, so I don't know how you'll recognize me. Henry's take has written about lithium again today after his mining conference yesterday. And finally, a few headlines overnight. I haven't mentioned lots of stuff going on in the UK. The Financial Times had an article saying that the Bank of England had prepared some investors for the possibility that they will extend their bond purchases. Some of the headlines not very good. Turbulent UK bond market may force Bank of England's hand. UK borrowing costs hit 20-year high as Bank of England stick by bond deadline. UK economy on the brink of recession as it shrinks in August. A couple of other little headlines of interest. Australia's Lake Resources, this was out yesterday, to supply lithium to South Korean battery maker and GM takes stake in Australia's Queensland Pacific Metals. That was out yesterday. But interestingly, if you didn't know, in order to qualify for US consumer EV tax credits, US automakers must source battery minerals from countries with free trade agreements. One of them is Australia. So American car manufacturers, we already know this, but taking an interest in Australian companies trying to put their foot on supply. That's about that. You have a fabulous day. Looks like I'll be doing the morning meeting podcast toot Searle. I'll be back with that later on today.